Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Zivi Owens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. This 30-minute podcast features a new author interviewed by me every single day, 365 days a year for about 30 minutes. I am also the publisher for Zibby Books, which publishes 12 books a year in fiction and memoir. Our books are already out now. You can check it out on zibbybooks.com. And we have a magazine called Zibby Mag, where we have lots of wonderful essays and lifestyle features. That's at zibbymag.com. We have classes at zibbyclasses.com. And I recently opened a bookstore in LA called Zibby's Bookshop at 1113 Montana Avenue at 11th Street in Santa Monica. I hope that you are able to enjoy some of our other offerings. But this here podcast is the basis of all of it and started in 2018. And no matter what I do, this is basically my favorite thing. Enjoy. Michelle Horde is the author of The Other Side of Yet, Finding Light in the Midst of Darkness. Now, I have to say, someone asked if I would talk to her quickly on the phone one day, so I jumped on knowing nothing about her, and she told me her story, and I was so riveted and horrified and just bowled over by the whole experience and had been accidentally recording the conversation on Zoom because I always record so that I don't forget to record, so... At the end of our conversation, I asked if I could just make this into a podcast once I realized that what she was telling me, she had also written about in her book. 
Let me tell you a little bit about her and you'll see why I really wanted to talk to her about it and make this a podcast. Michelle D. Horde is an inspirational speaker, author, consultant, and media executive. As the president of Hope Warrior Inc., a strategic consulting agency and former vice president of creative content and talent management for NBC Universal, Michelle has produced content for an esteemed list of television shows and developed tactical solutions for business and talent management needs. Through Hope Warrior, Inc., Michelle offers her expertise in on-air talent recruitment and development, employer brand marketing, DEI, workforce leadership training, and broadcast writing and producing. Okay, this is not why I had her on, but this is her background. I'm going to keep going. Here we go. In 2022, Michelle released her Amazon bestseller, The Other Side of Yet. The book focuses on her story of resilience in the face of unimaginable loss and was written in hopes that others can also find courage and strength on the other side of their own crossroads. Michelle has shared her journey with audiences across the country, focusing on healing, resilience, and starting over. Michelle founded Gabriel's Wings, Inc. in 2018, a nonprofit she created to honor her daughter, Gabriel Eileen, who was taken by tragedy at age seven, which is what we spoke about. Gabriel's Wings is dedicated to giving children of color from vulnerable communities the tools they need to soar above their circumstances. The organization embodies every parent's dream for their child to grow and thrive without limitations. Michelle is a proud alumna of Howard University and a member of the advisory board for Howard University's School of Communications. She is past chair of Hampton University Scripps School of Communications Advisory Board, an Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Inc. member, and an associate of Jack and Jill of America. She has worked with organizations like Good Morning America, The Oxygen Network, CBS News, and The Oprah Winfrey Show, and has been featured on Far More. Listen to our conversation and try not to cry. Hi. Hi. How are you? I guess seeing my face would be useful. Oh, hey, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what is Gabriel's playground? What was that that flashed on the screen? So Gabrielle is my daughter's name. I don't know how much you know about my background, but I, I, I don't know anything. I'm so sorry. I just like jumped on that's the Zoom. Okay. Was, like, what's the Zoom? I know Kate Hodg- Hodgson recommended you to talk. To I've, I've been there, done that. So I'll start by saying thank you for taking the call because I know what it's like. It's like, I have to pee. Where am I supposed to be right now? Who's this person? <laughs> so thank you. So I'll, I'll back up. Um, I worked for GMA for a really long time as a producer. I was one of Robin Roberts' first producers, which totally dates me. I was four. <laughs> so have lots of GMA fam relationships. I've been a TV producer for most of my career. And Gabrielle's Playground, which you saw, is I have a nonprofit that I started in my daughter's memory. Oh, no. You lost a daughter. I'm so- I did. I did. So I wrote a book that came out last year called The Other Side of Yet. And it is a memoir about my experience, really what it's like to come back from the ashes. And the title, there's a million things I would do differently now, first time author, one would probably be do a different title. But the title was based on the verse in Job, though he slay me, yet do I trust him? And how do you get to the point where you can pivot towards something else when your life is not going to look like you thought it would look? So... My backstory, just because I think it's it's useful and, yep. and why I wanted to get some time with you and, and appreciate your time. And by the way, I love what you do. I love how you promote moms. I love how you promote normalcy, which social media <laughs> is not really about. You know, you know, before you're going to Amsterdam, we're like, oh my God, everything's, everybody's sick. Something's broken. Something's, because that's real life, right? And so much of what people are inundated with is 
some sort of BS aspiration. That's not what real life looks like. Mm-hmm. So I, I love what you do for authors and your love of books and yeah. for moms. So that's why I wanted to get a chance just to say hi and introduce myself to you. My own backstory, journalism major from Howard, started at America's Most Wanted. And my first big job there was doing missing kids stories. Mm. So I would at 23, you know, way back in the day before we had the internet or any of these other tools, my 1-800-SKY pager would go off. And, you know, when a child went missing, because there's such a short turnaround time for recovery, and I would go out and produce a piece, be with a family, get it on the local Fox affiliates. And at the time, what was even crazier as I look back as a grown-up now was, you know, I wasn't like the rest. This is pre-reality TV, right? Mm -hmm. So this is back when you had, you know, five nights of 60 minutes and five nights of prime time, right? Like the the cheap way of doing TV was news magazines. Mm -hmm. And so these stories were huge, huge. I wish they were... They're not as big as they were, right? Unfortunately, we. I, I remember. I remember right, that. You remember? Okay. Okay. Yes. I didn't know. You know I never assume a certain age. Okay. I'm so 46. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, though, for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Poly Class was this huge story out of Petaluma, California that I broke. I was in the house of Polly's family. She's on the cover of People magazine. Oh, my God. And because it's America's Most Wanted and John Walsh, Like all of a sudden, I'm a social worker, I'm a psychiatrist, I'm a publicist, right? Because they trust me. And so in addition to covering the story, you know, I'm not with the rest of the press. I'm having parents say, should I talk to them? Should Mm -hmm. I, like, can I trust them, right? So early on in my career, just having proximity to the worst nightmare and really developing a passion as a storyteller for how people like ordinary everyday people somehow survive just the most unimaginable things and still make dinner and take care of kids and tell an off-color joke, right? Like how, how do they do that? And then continued, you know, worked CBS, Oprah, long time at GMA, which is why I have my GMA connections and always love those stories about the triumph of the human spirit, right? How people rally, how they come together, how they somehow survive, And then fast forward, I got married to someone I'd known forever. He was my brother's RA in college at UConn. You know, the whole like Kleinfeld, Brides Magazine, all the New York things, right? As a producer at GMA, was told for years I wouldn't be able to have a kid and gave birth to Gabrielle when I was 39. No issues, no like natural, I won't say an easy birth, but an easy pregnancy. Um, Beautiful, healthy little girl. And, you know, several years into our marriage, decided, unfortunately, this marriage wasn't what I thought it was going to be. This person wasn't who I thought he was. There was never any violence or threat of violence. He was basically just lazy, like a lazy asshole, right? (laughs) Um, And I still talk like I'm in morning TV. I should have given that disclaimer. But, you know, when you're a mother of a girl, you're aware that what you do is more important than what you say right? In terms of projecting what normal is, what acceptable is. And I just didn't want Gabrielle to think that she should have to be mommy, daddy, and everybody else because I was doing that. So I asked for a divorce and it was a horrific, nasty, you know, tug of war divorce as I've learned over the last several years. So many of them are, right? Like if people haven't been to the process, they just... I'm divorced. 
I'm divorced. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm remarried. But, I don't know your yeah. process, but I do know that you were divorced and people just really don't understand like how horrific it is. And so we, you know, sort of the knockdown drag out, I move out of the house just because I don't want her to see any drama or friction temporarily while we settle things. And June 5th, 2017, he agrees finally to sign the papers. We meet, we sign the papers. He says to me, you know, I'm so sorry for everything that's happened. And I go back to my rental house, call all my friends, like crying, grateful, praise report. Oh my God, we can, I can start over, right? Go to work the next day. That was a night where Gabrielle was spending the night at her dad's. I get a phone call from our nanny at about 3 p.m. And it is clear she's walked into a crime scene. No. And my first thought is, oh my God, he's killed himself. How am I going to explain this to Gabrielle? And then I get this sinking feeling, you know, that kind of like just cold ice pick from your head down. And I called one of the moms who was always there for drop off and asked if she'd seen Gabrielle that day. And she said no. And went found like, you know, one of those little phone booths I was like facilitating at a conference and like found one of those little phone booth spaces and went in and shut the door and literally got on my knees and was like, God, I don't know what I'm walking into, but please just give me the strength to handle whatever it is. And, you know, the longest ride of my life back to New Rochelle, New York. And now there's more police tape and there's a crime scene and I've been here a million times and now I'm the mother. And the first person I see is my pastor. And so that was almost six years ago. That was June 6th, um, 2017. My ex-husband is now serving 25 years to life because for some reason in New York State, it's not first-degree murder unless it has certain circumstances, um, unless you kill someone in law enforcement or someone that's a witness or it's an act of terrorism. So it was second degree. And you know, two years to get a divorce, two years even to someone who's behind bars, just the whole legal system crazy, which made me realize, oh my God, I have education, I have friends, I have means, I have relative privilege, right? When you look at the universe and this system is really horrific for me. I can't imagine for, you know, the average person that's dealing with these sort of circumstances. So I've always written, go ahead. Can we go back to the crime scene for one second? Sure. So what so what happened? Your your ex-husband had He killed our daughter. He killed your daughter. Like did he have a psychotic break? Like what happened? He must have. He must have. He has said he was innocent every day. He's gone to appeal court. He's still alive. You know, the big shock for me in that moment was that he didn't have the decency to kill himself. He is still alive. He's serving, you know, 25 years to life. He's tried to appeal it. We had to go through a trial because he, you know, would not admit to the fact that he did this, even though he did on the scene with police. As you can imagine, I can't emotionally go into the the I don't hear, no. details, right? But yeah, this person that I had known. I am so sorry. Thank you. I I am so sorry. There are no words to, not that there are no words. I am just so sorry. I can't believe you had to go through this and that you can just sit here on a Zoom and pretend you're like a normal person when like something like this happens. You're, I, I just, my heart is like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that this happened to you. Just, I can't even explain how much empathy I'm feeling towards you. And I'm so sorry. 
Anyway, keep going. Thank you. I just had to pause. And, and I'm sorry. I think my defense mechanism has been I've had to do this so many times that I've had to learn how to rush through it a little bit. Do you know what I mean? It's fine. I just I just wanted to like make sure I understood how her, that that is actually what happened and I am so sorry. Okay, so keep going. I don't want to stop you or get you off. No. Course. No, 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 that's okay. Okay, so he's in prison now. He's in prison now and you know, I've always written, you know, those of us that love books, you know, and we're the geeky kids that wrote all the time and read all the time and always dreamed of writing a book. I, I was one of those. This is not a book anybody would ever want to write, right? This is not something you dream of writing. But I knew that journaling was going to save my life. Like if I was going to survive this, it was going to be putting pen to paper. And so every morning I would go outside. I started reading the book of Job because I felt like this was worse than my worst nightmare. Like as a type A high strung television producer, Worst nightmare is your kid gets sick, some freakish thing happens. It's not this. It's not this. And because this isn't possible. Do you know what I mean? Like this isn't in the realm of reality. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So I, understand. I I started writing. Thank God I was introduced to an amazing trauma therapist. And over time, as part of my own healing, my trauma therapist would suggest I send you know, journal entries or poems or things that I'd written to my friends just so they could get a sense of where I was. And I had people say, oh my gosh, I hadn't prayed in years until I read what you wrote. Or, you know, when I heard you speak at Gabrielle's funeral, that was such an aha moment in my own life. And so I felt led to somehow share this journey. But what was so important to me from day one, especially because as a TV producer, I know our kind of thirst for the macabre and I know this world of Dateline, 48 hours, right, that that we live in, was that my daughter's legacy was going to be about who she was and what I built in a foundation and not what happened to her. I also understood that in order to really talk about what it meant to become resilient and to have hope and to rebuild from the ashes, I was going to have to say what happened out loud. And so my book is my journey and it's the journey of how do you get to the other side of life completely knocking you on your ass in a way you can never imagine. And it's divided into before, yet, and after from that verse. And also just from, you know, these universal moments where we thought we knew what life would look like. And guess what? It's never going to look like that again, right? And COVID was one of those universally for us. You know, none of us could have imagined until it did that the world shuts down and all of the repercussions. And how do you, when everything goes away or everything you thought you understood about your life goes away, how do you pivot? How do you find that yet? And then at some point, find the guts and the hope to imagine you can still have a life, not better, not replace, but that there's still more out there. And so that's the journey that my book tries to take people on. And I wanted to meet you for a long time and talk to you. You know, I won't be the first one to tell you that publishers and publicists do not sell books. <laughs> that, that is not a newsflash or a lead. <laughs> I'm super, super clear that I was able to sell my book for two reasons. One, I was able to take something that is not imaginable and sell it in the heart of COVID 
were, we were universally going through an unimaginable moment. So I was able to talk about, as I pitched, kind of this universal, there are no words moment that we were all living through and people could grasp that. And frankly, because I've worked at the Oprah show and GMA and all the places that, you know, are kind of crown jewels in the industry to be able to get an audience. Um, And so I did that. I had a big push in terms of getting in front of the right audiences on the right show. My paperback came out in March. The hardcover came out last March. And, you know, it has not done what I know it could have done because it has been received as this horrific nightmare story. And, you know, if you pitch something as a story of a woman whose daughter is murdered by her dad, no, thank you. Right? Like what I try to do and what 80% of the book is, if not more, is how do you survive? How do you find joy in crazy moments? How do you keep your wicked sense of humor? How do you find love again? I'm remarried, fell in love in the most unexpected way with the most unexpected person. And so, so much of the book is that universal experience of having to survive and reimagine your life. And I've struggled to really get that out messaging wise. And so, you know, I'm doing all the things now from a branding standpoint and website and all of that. And and the ultimate goal is not the book. It's the idea that this is a message that people need to hear. And I just wanted, you know, in my long sort of vomiting out my entire life to you in 15 minutes, wanted to get your ear because you read so much, because you're so exposed in this world, to just see if you had any advice for me about how I could do a better job of reframing this because there's so much hope and love in this book. And my heart breaks at the thought that people think that it's a crime log. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with Scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Well, first of all, I think that this conversation, because my Zoom automatically records and I always forget to turn it off and I just have like a normal meeting because I'm so often doing podcasts. I think I should just turn this conversation up to this point or whatever and just have this be a podcast because you told me your whole story. I know I haven't read the book because I thought this was a meeting, which it was, but whatever. But I'd love to just put this on my podcast and let everybody else hear your story sure. if that's okay with you. Sure. Okay. So there's that. Thank you. You know, in terms of rebranding, like the message of the book and selling, I mean, it is all so hard. I wish I had like the magic bullet, but as you know, there Mm -hmm. are new books coming out every second and what you're doing is the most important thing. I was literally just somebody who was asking me for advice for authors. And I'm like, mm-hmm. act like a partner with your publisher, you know, like mm-hmm. that you can't expect them to do everything. Like the more you can do, the better, mm-hmm. you know, your book, you care more than anybody in the world. Mm-hmm. I know I care more about my book. You care more about your book. You know what I mean? Like they're like, you know, very important to us. And so not giving up mm-hmm. <laughs> because the bump date mm-hmm. has come and gone is like the most important. Um, you know, I think for you, I think, yeah, you know, and this is just my armchair, whatever, but maybe like pitching more book clubs, even on a smaller scale, going and talking to book clubs. You're a great speaker. I think you should get like a speaker's agent and go on the road and be a speaker. Well, I've had lots of people say that. And if there are any that you would recommend that I yeah. reach out to, um, that sort of feels like a huge world that I'm not terribly, you know, I'm, I'm very comfortable speaking. I mean, I've done a ton of press, you know, I've done a ton of sit down interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I also think that, you know, whether it's corporate, whether it's non-corporate, that they're the messaging about resilience and hope and, you know, rewriting your own narrative, taking it back is super universal and something that I could share with audiences. Would you be interested in teaching a class for oh. Zibby classes? Cause you could do it. Yeah. That could be really cool. You could do a, a whole thing on sort of rewriting your story or, picking up the thread or, you know, I think you could teach. No, that sounds really cool. Okay. So I can put you in touch with the woman who runs our classes, but I think I don't know speakers bureaus. That's not my world, but I've actually been meaning to look into it for some other authors as well. Um, so I can do some digging as well and get back to you. Um, I know that there are some authors who are a part of some. So let me, yeah. I'll dig into it and you can dig into it too. But I really think you should be taking this sort of on the road, if you will. And I mean, that sounds so callous, but I mean, I think that hearing it from you is so beyond powerful that it would be hard for people not to want to help you after they hear your story. So I think your main asset is you and your ability to tell your story and not, and I don't mean on media. I mean, I'm sure you've already done all the media, but Yes. Where people have to look you in the eye and hear it and then figure out how what you're saying is going to inspire them. So mm-hmm. even schools, mm-hmm. honestly, colleges, like, I don't, I just. Well, it's funny you say that my trauma therapist has, you know, shared it with some of her colleagues. And I was like, you know, it's this sort of thing, whether it's a theology school or a social worker, you know, that could be a companion, you know, here is. You know, my joke is always, I'm like Brene Brown's white paper. You know, that like I'm, I'm the human side of all of the things that people hear about when they talk about resiliency and survival and the choices people make and how they're able to, you know, the tools it takes to overcome, for lack of a better word. And listen, I am nobody's superhero. Yep. I 
you know, I think we all do what we're required to do, what life requires for us to do. I'm, you know, the only person on earth that started off doing missing children's stories that America's most wanted and wound up in this position, like literally. So I understand what it's like on both sides of that mother's story and that police tape and have done stuff with like the Trayvon Martin Foundation, which is great. Um, but I, I want to be careful. You know, the mm-hmm. nonprofit that I have, um, Gabrielle's Wings, is focused because my daughter was fortunate enough to be a child of, you know, again, privilege is relative, but relative privilege um, as an African-American child in terms of the school and camp and the things that she was exposed to. The foundation is about finding a way to stand in that gap for other children who looked like her, elementary age children, through literacy, through social emotional learning. And so we have different programs on three continents are building out our programming, you know, from a literacy perspective, from a um, manipulables when you're you know, working with younger kids that are dealing with emotional issues, you know, what are the tools that they need? So I'd love to send you, you know, through your assist, whatever makes the most sense. I'd love to send you a copy of the book. I'd love to send you a link yes. to, you know, some of the stuff I've done media wise. So you just get a sense and, you know, about the foundation. And I just, you know, I, I feel like you can feel people's hearts and I've just, you know, since I've been following you, have felt your heart and your sincerity and just kind of your no BS openness, which I totally appreciate. (laughs) So I did, because I'm close friends with Robin Roberts, she did something for Nightline and GMA when the book came out last year. They revisited it with this little, you know, those quick little buzz things that they do this year. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I sat down with Eve Pilgrim from Weekend GMA and did a piece that aired in the last couple of weeks. So, I mean, I couldn't ask, you know, I I mean, like I've probably gotten more publicity for my book than Will Smith did for his autobiography, but he doesn't need it because he's Will Smith, right? So I think there is something to the intimacy of being in small rooms with people, being live and in person with people that directionally feels like an important next step. I, I think so too. For the work, like not... This isn't just, this isn't, I'm not focused on, I mean, listen, I'm a competitive as hell. Everybody, you don't write a book if you don't want it to sell, right? You want to be heard. You want to feel like your message is validated. Having said that, what's more important to me at this point is I feel like this is really kind of my ministry is to help women and yeah. people overall, but really what does it mean to to rewrite your own narrative? And so I'm just looking mm-hmm. for smart ways to plug in where I can do that work. Well, again, I am so sorry that this is your story in life. I'm honored that you told it to me. Let me put you in touch with our class person. I'm going to dig around for speakers things. And let me think about it too, if I can think of interesting ways. But I I feel like you just, you need to get out there and talk, whether it's schools or churches or even yes. honestly prisons or like you know a, a population where people feel like they are yes how will they rebuild that's right because your message is if i can do it anybody can do it and that is the most powerful thing of all and that is what people need they don't need 
they need examples of resilience. It's much more powerful than right. the phrase, I know I can do it, you know, but seeing someone and saying like, oh my gosh, this woman, Michelle came and spoke and it's changed my life. Absolutely. Right. That's what you want. Absolutely. And that's your, that's your mission now. Like you have to turn your pain into a calling, right? Absolutely. That's how to get through anything really. It's so, um, well, let me keep thinking about creative ways that I can think of or that I could personally help, but hopefully someone will listen to our podcast and think of ways for you to help. And yeah, I think you've you got know, to I, take the show on the road. Thank you. Not even bookstores, but like community centers. Yeah, like, no, I, and that's definitely, you know? you know, when we did the paperback, we did a book club guide, you know, kind of a, which I think will mm-hmm. help facilitate that in terms of getting in front of book clubs and groups to have the conversations, to make it applicable to their own lives. When I stopped producing, I went to NBC Universal and I ran all of recruiting and helped develop curriculum. So I facilitate, like I'm this bizarro purple unicorn. So I know what it's like to facilitate classes and courses to help design them. So I bring this very unique toolkit that I think uniquely positions me to do this work. And it's just about the best way to get it in the mm-hmm. world. And listen, I'm not asking you to do my homework for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I don't, yeah, I I just wanted, based on what you do and the exposure you have and and the conversations you have, thought if there were things that came to mind and, you know, I'm just kind of polling smart people for advice and, and guidance. I love that. I totally get it. I wasn't misinterpreting or, you know, thinking any ill of anything at all. I was, you know, let me get emailing about you and <laughs> see what I see what I can do. And, you know, if you want to write something for Zibby Mag also, you know, I know Mother's Day is coming up. Well, I would love, I will tell you, and I've, I just had not had time to, to pitch. I did a lot of stuff for Oprah Daily over the last few years. And my newest idea that I'm really stuck on is that women have to learn how to mother themselves And not only did I lose my daughter, I lost my mom when I was 24. My mom was 50 and died of an aneurysm. Oh my gosh. And three months later, her mom died of cancer. So like, I was totally cut off of that feminine chain. And so I think there's something about, you know, the put your oxygen mask on first thing and how women... Mother's Day is complicated, right? Whether you wanted kids and don't have them, whether you have kids and don't feel like you're the mom you should be, whether you have a complicated relationship with your mom, name it, right? It's just a super complicated time that really brings up emotions for people because it's one of those holidays that we've manufactured and we've manufactured the idea around what the perfect mother relationship is. And so I think there's something empowering around the idea of women learning to mother themselves that could be an interesting yep. piece. Agreed. Okay. Um, let me connect you with all the people who can help, at least in my little world here. So um, that's awesome. We'll and if that. you decide this is not podcast material, then I'm fine with that. If you decide at some point down the road, let's like set up a time to actually do a podcast. I'm fine with that. I saw the record like the whole time. I'm come from a world of TV, so um, you know. Think about what makes sense for you and your work. And if it's using parts of this, great. If it's mm-hmm. not, fine. If it's doing it another time, you know, okay. I don't have any expectations there. Okay. Amazing. 
Okay. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Great Take to care. connect. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Have a good day. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.